If you fail to nourish and grow and expand and feed and nurture the relationships with your customers, they start drifting apart. And it's hard to do that when you don't see them that often. You have to consistently see and stay top of mind to your current customers or somebody else will. Hello and welcome to The Daily Helping with Dr. Richard Schuster. Food for the brain, knowledge from the experts, tools to win at life. I'm your host, Dr. Richard. Whoever you are, wherever you're from, and whatever you do, this is the show that is going to help you become the best version of yourself. Each episode, you will hear from some of the most amazing, talented, and successful people on the planet who followed their passions and strive to help others. Join our movement to get a million people each day to commit acts of kindness for others. Together, we're going to make the world a better place. Are you ready? Because it's time for your daily helping. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Daily Helping Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Richard. We're going to have a great conversation today with Larry Levine, the international best-selling author of Selling from the Heart, and he's the co-host of the Selling from the Heart podcast. With 30 years of in-field sales experience in the B2B technology space, he knows what it takes to be a successful sales professional. Larry has successfully sold to customers ranging from up and down the street accounts to Fortune 500 companies. Larry now coaches and inspires sales leaders and their teams to do what he did. Since 2016, Larry has coached sales professionals across the world from tenured reps to new millennials entering the sales force. And they all appreciate the practical, relevant, and street savvy nature of his coaching. Larry is not shy when it comes to delivering his message. Larry, I'm so excited to talk about your story and your wisdom. Welcome to the show. Right on, Dr. Richard. I, this is, this is going to be good. So it's funny, as I'm, as I'm listening to this, I just finished recording the audio version of Selling from the Heart. So it was long overdue. But it was reading my own book and then how many times I had to stop and redo something and all that. So I go, it's all good. Just keep it going. That's what I like. <laughs> it's, it's so funny. Going. Well, I, you know, there's so much we're going to get to talk about. And I'm really excited in particular because you've got a powerful story that I know a lot of people can relate to. And I purposefully, purposefully left this out of your bio. And this all happened for you in the fall of 2013. So take us through that story and we'll go from there. Yeah, um, I was so I grew up in the office technology space. So I, I spent 28, just about a little bit over 28 years in the copier industry. So yeah, you know, I, I, I guess I have toner in my blood. But I spent, I always said, you know what, it's laggard, it's dysfunctional, and so forth. I, I shed a light on it because I think all industries are like that, Dr. Richard. But what was interesting is I spent 20 years with one company. I was the first employee. I worked my way up. I bought into the, the, the dealership. We expanded throughout the Los Angeles marketplace. And then something just told me, and it was, I'm an avid book reader. And so I remember at the time I read the book is by Patrick Lencioni. It was called Five Dysfunctions of a Team. And I go, interesting. We read the book three times on my uh, partner side and we couldn't get past absence of trust. And that was the very first thing in, in five dysfunctions of a team. So I said, you know what? I think it's time for me to move on. And I created an exit plan. I left the company I'd grown up in for 20 years and I charted some new territories and I left all my customers, all my relationships behind. And I went to go work for a Japanese OEM in, in downtown LA with no customers, 
know anything other than, you know what? I have me, my story, and the value that I bring. And soon, I'd say probably within a year, I rose from being number 18 in the company to number two. Just by being able to articulate the value that I bring, sharing a great story, but I was comfortable in my own skin. And then I just, you know, I, I agreed, we agreed to disagree. And four years ago, I started on my own. I said, you know what? I'm just going to go out and share a story. I'm just going to share a story through a practitioner's eyes that, you know what, whether you're a solo entrepreneur or whether you're in sales or, or whether you're in your career is I wanted to share with people, Dr. Richard, that in order to succeed out there, we have to become the best versions of ourselves. And it starts with adjusting our mind and especially in sales today where there's so much rampant skepticism and there's mistrust and people think we're fully, you know what, that we have to bring that best version of ourselves together and we have to smash that in this world that we live in today, which is digitally driven. How do we become the best version of ourselves if somebody wants to engage in a conversation with us as they let their fingers do the walking online? And that's what I started to find out. And I said, you know what? I'm going to take this to market. I built out Selling from the Heart. I branded Selling from the Heart through the podcast, through the book, is I'm just going to deliver a message that's going to be real, raw, relatable, and it's going to be relevant to the marketplace. And that's what I've done because I think everybody has a story. Everyone has their own voice. It's how well they tell their story in their own voice that's going to resonate. And that's what I've done. So share with us, you, you've teased it a couple of times that you're telling a story. Share with us a story that, that you're telling people that, that's resonating so strongly with people. Um, I, I think it started, this goes back probably 20 years ago, is I was in front of a chief financial officer. And we all have targeted accounts if we're in sales, right? Those dream accounts that we want to try to get into. and. So here I am. It took me about three years to get into this account. And I've, I was the number one salesperson in the, in the dealership I was at. I walk in and about 10 minutes later, the chief financial officer goes, Larry, time out, time out, game over, right? Stop. And I'm like going, uh-oh, did I say something wrong? Guy goes, you know what? You've been the third person I've spoken to in the last week because he was in the market to replace a bunch of copiers. I go, well mentally I'm going, okay, now what do I do? Right. And I decided that I was just going to close my book. I was going to politely disengage and move on. But something mentally said, you know what, Larry, turn this into a learning moment. So I sat back down, tore off a sheet of paper and I said, Hey, help me understand. Why did you say that? I'm just curious. And for 45 minutes, Dr. Richard, I got schooled by a CFO. And what I found out was that I was making it all about me And my company, instead of making it all about him and his company, his needs, his issues, his concerns. And I said, right then and there, I was never going to let this happen again. And in order to do that, I had to go on a soul-searching journey. And I just started asking customers, you know, what do you like? What What do you expect from salespeople in general? And it was all about, show me you care, right? Be there for me. And I'm keeping it simple. And that's what I learned as I was building out the last part of my career and into now what I'm doing now is... If we don't bring the best version of ourselves to the market, if we don't show that we care, if we're not there to help somebody, then what? And that's what I started to really understand is, you know, especially in this world that we live in, if we're not there to lend that helping hand and be sincere and have substance behind what we do, then what? 
And we all have stories, right? We're, we've all been in those aha moments, but it's what do you do from those aha moments that help you become that better person? And that's what happened to me is probably 20 something years ago. So you've got that story and, and you've, you're now in this new journey, so to speak, where you've been doing this for a few years and you created Selling from the Heart. So which, which came first, the book or the podcast? Podcast. Okay. And, and so then what was the impetus for, for writing this book? <laughs> it was, it, there's a lot of reasons. Actually, my podcast partner was the bit. So I'll back up. I, I made a promise to my wife right, right before we got married, and I've been married almost 29 years, that I was going to write a book. And I was going to write a book about my sales career and the journeys and all that. And I go, you know what? It's not going to be very, it's not going to be a great book, you know, listening to some guy who sold copiers for 28 years. What's this person going to have to say? So I kind of shelved it. But it was about two years ago, I was on a road trip with my podcast partner, Daryl. And he goes, you know something, Larry? He goes, you really got to write a book. And we were driving actually from Little Rock, Arkansas to Austin, Texas. And for that whole length of time, I had him chewing in my ear why I needed to write a book. He said, you know what? You've brought a really unique message to the forefront. Why don't you start writing a book about it? I go, okay, cool. And that's, I, I just started to bring Selling from the Heart to Life through the podcast. But in the book, the way I wrote the book was, you have to become, you hear me say it over and over and over again, because I lived through it is the first three and a half to four chapters of Selling from the Heart, the whole message is, is really get to understand yourself. Self-reflect upon who you are and why you exist to become the best version of yourself. And that was the message that I was delivering out into the world. And I'm telling you, in three and a half years, when I started this journey, Dr. Richard, there wasn't a soul around the world who knew who I was. Zero. But I had a mission. I had a message. And I always say words matter. It's how you deliver the message. And I started to deliver a message that started to resonate. And I think everybody has that capability. I mean, that's how you and I cross paths was through, you know, words and messaging. And something about what I said caught eye. And then here we are, we're connecting and I'm on your show. But I think it's just really critical that in today's world, all I'm trying to bring to the forefront and regardless if you're in sales or you're not, is if we're going to succeed out there, it starts inside of us. And that's what I'm bringing out through Selling from the Heart. So somebody listening to this, whether they're in sales, whether they're an entrepreneur, whether they're just trying to be the best in the current job that they have. So take us through some of the steps. You mentioned self-reflection. Let's get a little more granular though. Let's, sure. let's take that into you know, specific examples. So I'll give you mine and, and this works for me. It may not work for everybody else, but I, I get up at the dark 30 hours at three o'clock in the morning. So I live you know, Pacific Standard Time. That's just, I found out that's what works for me. but. I've learned to adjust that. So the first 45 minutes, I just self-reflect. I sit in complete darkness. And all I do is it runs through my brain the same set of questions, right? What do I want to become today? What did I do yesterday? What do I need to do today? What am I grateful for? And I do this every single day, seven days a week. I just sit back and I just self-reflect. And then I work on me. And then afterwards, I'll go to the gym and I spend an hour and a half in the gym. But I learned a long time ago to capture the morning. I learned real well is if you don't capture the morning, the day slips by and there's too many people who fail to capture the morning. So I just use the first couple hours really early in the morning to work on myself, to work on my mind, to work on my health. And I, and I capture it and then I'm just ready to go. 
I love that. We've, we've had a number of people on, uh, most notably coming to mind is Hal Elrod, who his whole focus is doing these things to spend on yourself every morning to really prime you for your day and for success in life in general. So I, I, I love that. So now we're going, we've gotten through the first couple chapters, the self-reflection, getting up at three in the morning, if that's our cup of tea. Talk to us about some of these next steps about being able to leverage our stories in a way to sell authentically. I think, I think the, the biggest thing, what, what, what I learned is I just opened actually two things. I opened up the window into who I was. I just said, you know what? I'm going to eat critique and vulnerability every single day. I just, that's just who I am. You get what you get with me. And I don't mind just opening up who I am because I think a lot of times what happens is people will put on a front and it may not be the best version of themselves. I call them empty suits. It's not to disrespect anybody. I said, but if I'm going to really get to know Dr. Richard, then I can't dance around anything. It's just, this is who I am. So where I really learned this was, was just to me, relationships and sales and relationships in general mean a lot to me. And in order to build meaningful, incredible relationships with anybody, you have to bring the best version of yourself to the forefront. You can't hide behind it. You can't dance around it. You get what you get. And that's what, that's what I learned. That's what I brought out after, you know, probably chapter four, chapter, chapter four, five, and six is all about you know, working on yourself and then becoming that servant leader, just lending that helping hand. You talk about it a lot as, you know, being of help. I just learned that the best way to get your story told was to help others build those relationships and let the others tell that story of what you're doing for them. That's what I learned. So take us through a little bit about servant leadership. In what aspect? So for somebody who's not familiar with it, give us a, a high-level overview and then maybe some, some ways they can implement that into their lives. So I learned this through a company that was about 25 years ago called Johnny and Friends. It was a Christian-based ministry that the owner, John, Johnny Erickson, taught her. She became a quadriplegic and she actually she jumped into a lake, I think when she was like 12 or 13, and broke her neck and she was... She has no use of her arms and her legs. And she started a wheelchair ministry and paints actually with her mouth, which is fascinating. I mean, absolutely beautiful paintings. They became a client of mine 25 years ago. And that's where I learned the art of giving back. And what was interesting is I watched their interactions and I watched how they greeted people. And I started to become friends with their CFO and their IT manager. And we would just sit down and talk. And he started sharing with me the art of being a servant and what they had to do and why they just walked me through all their interactions they have with their employees. And I said, you know what? I wonder, and mentally I said, I wonder if I applied some of these principles to sales, what would happen? And I just learned how to give back. And I learned it from Johnny and friends. And then I started to volunteer out in the community and I started to give back and I watched what happened. I watched the feel good moments and I watched what started to happen there. I go, you know what? In order to lead, I had to lead myself. In order to lead others, I had to learn what it meant to lead. And so I just gave of myself and I just lent that helping hand out in the community. And I learned, I just, it worked for me. And, and that's what I learned is, it is the art of just lending that helping hand and just becoming that servant and just, just saying, hey, you know what? I'm here to help. No questions asked. I'm here to help. Really great. And I know we skipped ahead because that was actually chapter six. 
Hey guys, Dr. Richard here. For the past seven years, I've been privileged to bring you incredible guests who are changing the world and can help you become the best version of yourself. I'm really excited to share with you a new quiz that I created based on my clinical training that will curate for you a custom list of my top episodes and actionable strategies to help you wherever you are on your journey. All you need to do is go to drrichardschuster.com to take it, and it's 100% free. You'll be taking the next step on the journey to unlocking the power of you, and I can't wait to see where you'll go. Chapter five talks about consistent prospecting and what that looks like. Talk to us a little bit about what consistent prospecting means to you. It means you do it every day. You know, for the for those in sales, you get into sales for various reasons, but there's certain non-negotiable activities that you have to do. And maybe it's how I was raised. So I was I was raised by my father was a rocket scientist for the US Air Force. So my dad was a brainiac. I love my dad, but there's certain things that he harped on. You have to do these things every single day. And that's just how I was raised. Well, when I got into sales, I took the same principles. I said, I got to consistently, every day, non-negotiable, do these things. No questions asked. And it was just the consistent daily activities that you have to do. One of them is if you're in sales, you got to prospect. You got to open up new relationships. You got to open up new conversations. You have to develop your business every single day. No questions asked. But what I find out, you know, more often than not, most people are consistently inconsistent. They'll do it for a little bit and then they don't do it. They'll do it for a little bit, then they don't do it. I say every day you've got to consistently do those, these things. And if you consistently do these things, great things happen. And I always say, I'm really big into opening relationships. And that's part, I think, what you have to do in sales and, and in general is every day I held myself accountable to consistently open up a new conversation with somebody, consistently open up a new relationship with somebody, consistently prospect for opportunities to help somebody. And I just did it. I made that my forefront. So that's why I said, you got to be consistent with what you do. You got to have the discipline and the drive behind it. And I know you just talked about creating these new conversations. And in your book, one of the chapters you have specifically focuses on creating content that sparks conversation. So talk to us about that. Well, it's interesting when I, when I decided this was before, this was before I was going down the road of, of branding out selling from the heart. I had a conversation with an author and he, and he was one of kind of, and his name's Keenan, by the way, Jim Keenan. And he said, Hey, you know what, who's your target market? What are you going to do? And, and this is before I even set out on my journey. He goes, right. And, and I'm a firm believer. And most people will bag on salespeople. They say salespeople can't write. I said, well, they can write. It's just that it goes back to consistently practice. He says, I tell you what, he goes, share your story. If your target market was the industry that you came out of, write. Just write down all the issues that you saw, right? Write down all the, the potential issues you can help somebody solve and challenge their thinking a little bit, not to disrespect them, but to get people to think. And I just started to write and I started to write and I started to write through the issues that I saw through the, through the ups and the downs. And I just started to challenge the status quo when it came to, you know, how are you taking care of your life as far as from a sales rep's point of view? How are you taking care of your customers? How are you marketing yourself? How are you prospecting? And I just challenged people's thinking, not to disrespect them, but just to get them to think a little bit different. And I just said content and 
content was the way I started my business. I drove some really engaging content and I said, you know what? It's about educating, engaging, and exciting people into a conversation. You can drive content, but if it doesn't educate, it doesn't engage, and it doesn't give a reason for somebody to, to comment on it, then what? I just tried to spark people's interest and said, you know what? I am who I am. Here's the content. You may like it or you may not like it. Here it is. And it just started to work. And I was consistent with it every single day. So I like you kind of gave us three E's there. Educate, engage, and excite. Do you have a formula for you know, just taking rote, boring content and applying it to that to, to make it really jump out story-wise? I, I think the biggest thing is, especially in this world that we live in today, is I just try to humanize myself. I just tried to, maybe it was the way I, I write or some some whatever that is, is I just go, you know what? When I say educate is, is taking this in a way that it's hard to say is all the issues that I saw, whether that be positive or negative, I said, you know what, here's, here's what it is. I'm just going to throw it out there. I'm going to educate people on maybe the art of prospecting or maybe on how to build a better relationship, but I'm going to engage in them in a way that I'm going to humanize myself. So for instance, if Dr. Richard commented on something that I had posted, I'm going to politely say, hey, thanks. What did it mean to you? Or if Dr. Richard put a thoughtful response in something that I wrote, I'm going to give him a thoughtful response back. And I just started to engage and I started to educate. And then the way that I speak normally is the way I speak online. And I just, I just, I brought myself to life that people wanted to comment on my stuff. And it, and it was just, it's just the, no one had taught me it. It's just, that's just what I did. It, it's hard to put my finger on it, but I said, you know what? I'm a alliteration freak, but you know, you, you got three E's. And I said, you know, I'm just going to converse and I'm going to be concise with it. And I'm going to be clear with my message. I love that. And so kind of taking us back full circle here, there's a lot of, there's a lot of threads that I like, you know, you're, you're really spending time. Not only is it about your book talking about that authentic you, finding that self-discovery, but you're regimenting it. And again, you know, we're, we're big Hal Elrod fans uh, of, on our show, and, and he's been on a couple of times. So we know that when you put systems in place, particularly those in the morning, and you do that consistently, that can work. Uh, I really love that you talked about servant-driven leadership. Uh, and absolutely, you know, these three E's make a lot of sense to me. I, I want to, before we wrap up... Uh, Talk to me, because I think this is something that a lot of people miss in business, is that we're all so focused on driving these new sales that sometimes we lose track of our existing customer base. And it's, it's usually not customer dissatisfaction that drives people to new vendors. It's, it's apathy. So talk to us about, and you have a chapter about this, your, your approach to taking care of your current clients. It's interesting because... Um... I love this because if you have no clients, especially in sales, and you really, then what? And, I, and I'll say, as, as we start rolling into the end of this year and we start looking into a new decade, I share with people, I said, the key to your growth, the key to your business growth in this coming new year, in this coming new decade, is how well you create and drive more meaningful, incredible relationships with your current clients. That's the key to your growth. And in order for you to do that, 
you have to be proactive and take it upon yourself to build those relationships. And it's, I always, I always share with people that what they're really buying, the outcomes of what they buy are memories and experiences. And if you're not enhancing the memories and creating new experiences, then what? And I'll take it even a step farther. And I said, if someone's going to turn, turn over their hard-earned corporate dollars to you, then you have to do something to grow and nurture that relationship. And if you don't do anything, there'll be somebody else who will. And it's hard to do that when you fail to see your customers, when you fail to build those memories and you fail to create those experiences. And I just wrote something on it. I said, you must love on your customers or else somebody else will. And the only way to do that is you got to dig in deep. And we just don't do a great job, in my opinion, in building relationships with our customers. But we'll say relationships mean everything. Our customers mean everything. Well, then show them that you care. Be there for them. Grow the relationship. I know, I know it could be done because we do it in our personal lives. At least I sure hope we do. <laughs> right? And, but, but, I, but I say this to get people to think, Dr. Richard, is let's just think about it for a moment. If you don't nourish and grow, and, and I'm not a doctor, right? I, I, I always tell people, because I, I got called out on the carpet on writing Selling from the Heart. Some guy said, I want to know the case studies and the scientific stuff that you're putting into Selling from the Heart. I said, hey, full disclosure, I'm not a doctor. I have no doctorate in human behavior or psychology or anything like that. I said, but I do have a PhD in getting the you-know-what kicked out of me, selling copiers in downtown LA my whole life. That's what I'm bringing to the forefront. And where I'm going with this is if you guys fail to nourish relationships, if you fail to nourish those personal relationships, we all know what happens, right? Doesn't It's, it, it's not rocket scientists to figure out if, if you're in a significant relationship and you don't do anything about it to, to enhance and grow it, we know what happens. You kind of drift apart. Well, the same can be said with your customers. If you fail to nourish and grow and expand and feed and nurture the relationships with your customers, they start drifting apart. And it's hard to do that when you don't see them that often. You have to consistently see and stay top of mind to your current customers or somebody else will. Point well said. This has been awesome, Larry. I knew that it would be, and we are at time. But on every episode of my show, I always ask my guest a single question at the end, which is, what is your biggest helping, the most important piece of information you'd like somebody to walk away with after hearing our conversation today? I think the biggest thing is, and I always end when I always do videos and things like that, this would be my biggest helping advice, is I want people to be sincere with how they open up and build relationships with people. I want them to bring substance to the table and I want them to bring their heart to the forefront. And if you can do that, I promise you this, it will set you apart. But we have to really look inward and say, you know, what is sincerity? What is substance? We got to be kind. We got to be genuine. We got to be real and we got to bring the goods. That's what people are expecting. And if you can sprinkle on top of this, your heart, then great things will happen. Well said. Larry, where can people find you? Um, I'm all over social. You can find me on LinkedIn. So my LinkedIn address after the linkedin.com backslash in, it's backslash Larry Levine 1992. You can find me at sellingfromtheheart.net. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter. My podcast is Selling From The Heart. You can, I'm, I'm everywhere. You can find- <laughs> You're everywhere. 
But but I but I will with all sincerity though I I will tell you this is you have to be everywhere in the world that we live in today. If you want to get noticed out in the marketplace, you got to be everywhere. This is true. It's never been more easy to get out there, but it's never been harder to be seen amidst the sea of people. Larry, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for coming on our show today. No, it's my pleasure. Look forward to the next conversation. Absolutely. And I want to thank each and every one of you who listened to this episode. If you like what you heard, go subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review because this is what helps other people find the podcast. Most importantly, go out there today, do something nice for someone else, even if you don't know who they are, and post it in your feeds using the hashtag MyDailyHelping because the happiest people are those that help others.